Hey everybody, thanks a million for tuning in to episode 12 of the Dan Kyo Wellness Project podcast. I'm so delighted that we are on episode 12 and the podcast gets stronger and stronger as the weeks go by. I am a social care worker with Focus Ireland, providing support to families who are experiencing homelessness across Dublin and across Ireland. I'm also a counsellor and psychotherapist in training in Dublin Business School here in Dublin, Ireland. I've had so many brilliant guests so far on this podcast and I cannot wait for what the next few months brings. All I'm interested in is really talking to individuals across the world, ordinary people doing extraordinary things for their own wellness. And what I want you to take away from this is something that you can do in your own life from the advice given on the podcast that will help you increase yours. Today on the podcast, we have the second coming of Amber Mickelson, sometimes known as Rural Rebel Mama. She's a writer, mother, wife, compulsive oversharer, an enthusiastic flexer from Northern Alberta, Canada. She's a certified fitness trainer and specialist in fitness nutrition from the International Sports Science Association, as well as a total mommy fitness certified prenatal and postnatal trainer. Her work focuses on encouraging movement and good nutrition as self-love for everybody. She's the head coach for the Move, Renew, Repeat program, a collaboration with author and self-care advocate and the lady who's going to be on next week's podcast, Miss Erin Brown. She also loves long walks and warm hugs from strangers. And she says one of those last two things is a lie. So if you're listening to this in your car, drive safely, have a great journey home or to work or wherever you're going. If you're at home listening to this, I want you to kick back, relax and laugh along with me and Amber as we delve into wellness from an Albertan's perspective. Hey guys, welcome back to episode 12 of the Dan Kill Wellness Project podcast. I'm so happy that Miss Amber Mikaelson from Canada decided to come back on i know her name sounds like she is from norway or iceland but she's actually canadian and this is her second episode we got such an amazing response amber to the first time you were on i think for a time you had like the highest download rate and then you were taken over by dominic monley and then you know you came back at him and now you've got the highest download rate of all the podcasts so well done great success thank you so much for having me dan uh dude thanks so many for coming back on i really appreciate your time i know you're very busy at the moment aren't you i am i got a lot going on right now what's the biggest thing that you have uh i'm just gearing up to launch my signature program which is the rrm 66 it's Mm -hmm. a 60 day uh, health and wellness program, body composition change program, mindset program. Uh, it's basically an activity every day to help us focus on living a healthy life. And increase our wellness, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so have you got many people signed up for that yet? Uh, I haven't opened up for registration yet. I've got, right now I'm doing a free challenge. I've got about 140 people on that one. So Hopefully that'll translate to some more people in my longer program. You know it will. And for the listeners who are tuning in for the first time who haven't listened to episode three of the Dan Kale Wellness Project podcast, Amber was my third guest and we spoke a lot about both of our wellness projects and both of our approaches to fitness and nutrition and but more importantly our own personal struggles with uh, I suppose mental health and how we have addressed those struggles with movement, with nutrition with connecting with our community so I'm just so happy that you came back on and also for those people who I just referenced uh, RRM stands for Rural Rebel Mama which Mm -hmm. is where you can find Amber on Facebook and on her blog RuralRebelMama.com am I correct? You betcha. That actually sounded like I I practiced all of that. I think you probably did. No I swear to God that was like (laughs) the first time I've ever done that and it it must be just the experience of doing the podcast like I'm, as you, you can see me, the listeners can see me, but I'm like wiggling around. My energy's up since we started talking already. You know, mm-hmm. I'm feeling great. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm standing up for today's podcast so that I have more energy, and I'm also wiggling around quite a bit. She is. I can confirm this, and it, it, it's fantastic for, for all involved, let me just say. Good. <laughs> what are your thoughts, though, actually, Amber, on, you know, um, we didn't speak about this the last time, but, like, I am noticing my energy growing at the moment in this very moment and I'm going to come to something that you said in your blog in a minute that's that's kind of linked to this but what are your thoughts on posture and you know connecting with others in relation to snapping yourself out of maybe a lull or a low energy time you know what I'm saying like a low energy experience like like that that tool that we have at our disposal that I'm only coming to learn in my 36th year now on earth of you know if you're having a low energy 
moment if you're having you know that kind of three o'clock lull during the day that a lot of people experience mainly because they're just eating shite for lunch which i realized mm-hmm. was what i was experiencing but you know we do have it within our power to change our energy in an instant mm-hmm. and what made me, i hadn't planned to ask you this question but it's because since i began speaking to you i'm bopping around my energy's up and you just told listeners you're standing up and you're bopping around and it changed your energy so how do we do that well, I think you just answered the question. You just stand up. You know, mm. if you're if you're finding that you're sitting at your desk and the day is wearing on and you're losing your energy, stand up. Do some squats. Take a walk around your office. Go downstairs. Take a walk around your office building or your block. You know, people in your office, I'm sure, are out there for cigarette breaks every hour, every two hours. And I find with a lot of my clients, they struggle with taking that time, that ten minutes a day. Um, or in the morning and in the afternoon to just refresh themselves by moving. Um, don't feel bad about that. The smokers don't feel bad about it. So you shouldn't feel bad about it either. Take that break, yeah. move your ass around, and perk up. It yeah. does help. Yeah, and I, I mean, I mean, it's I can feel it in my body right now. You know, even the fact that we are connecting again after what has it been? Probably three months since mm-hmm. we did their, our last episode, which got a huge response on them on our on our platforms. Um, so it, I, th- I just wanted to make a note of that, you know, that both of our energies are up. And I, I do believe that connecting with others is another mm-hmm. great tool to increase your energy. So if there is someone that you haven't spoken to in a while, like we all have friends and family, some of whom make us laugh regardless of what they say, reach out to those people. Just have a conversation. You don't need to tell mm-hmm. them you're feeling low, but just reach out. Yeah, I really like that um, point that you made because we all have different kinds of people in our lives. There are some that um, I call them life suckers or energy suckers. You know, you you talk to them and it's always woe is me and this is bad and this is wrong and and whatever. But you also have people, you should have people in your life that pick you up with with just being themselves. And it's important to reach out for those people if you start feeling yourself in a slump. me and you have worked with many, many women and, and a, the occasional man who have mm-hmm. come to us for advice on fitness and nutrition and wellness. And I think one of the c- most common themes that we would have experienced in all of the work that we've done has been the person who needs the help who has zero help at home. Now, mm-hmm. I have spoken to yourself and Erin about this before on the podcast, but I think it's a really important point to discuss because. I'm constantly asked on my page, how do I negate the impact of that and Mm -hmm. still follow my own wellness path? Excuse me. So what would you say to someone who has reached out to you today to saying that either their husband or their boyfriend or their mom or their, you know, I don't know, co-workers are just downers, Debbie downers all the Mm -hmm. time. Like, how do those people choose to keep on the path that they're on? To rise above it and walk away from it. Uh, Well, I mean, unfortunately, we can't cut everybody out of our life that drains our energy. Um, We we have family members that we care for a great deal, friends that we've got, um, you know, history with. But it really is a matter of choosing where you put your energy and and where you want to spend it. Right? It is a finite amount of energy that we have each day that we're allowed to or able to expend. Um, So what I would recommend for somebody who doesn't have a lot of support in their real life is to find places online. I mean, we're lucky we live in this online era that you can find all kinds of different perspectives. Um, So find people that that inspire you, that encourage you to move um, and reach out to them because we're here to help. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons we're speaking here today because you were mm-hmm. one of the major inspirations for me when I was starting my journey. Remember, I used to call you the benchmark yeah. because your progress was so good and you were so dedicated. And, you know, I still maintain that you are my benchmark. So thank you for inspiring me. Well, um, that's very kind. Well, what I would say to people as well, Amber, on that point is, you know, like you said, you can't cut everybody out. And the initial advice generally from people who are cutthroat and are just giving short, snappy answers to people with this issue are, cut them out of your life. Get rid of them. Oh, yeah, I'll just get rid of my mom, my dad, my sister, yeah, my dog, you know, my, <laughs> my imaginary friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the person who's paying for my college loans. You know, mm-hmm. it's just not possible. So I absolutely agree with the advice that you gave there. And also... For those people who do have that issue, you guys, you don't have to 
tell those people all about everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, keep yeah. a, keep a lid on it a bit. I mean, I know you if you if you are making a decision like me and Amber decided to all, all those many moons ago to get on our wellness and fitness path. There is a kind of lot to be said for keeping a lid on it for a certain amount of time and just owning it for yourself. Now, say mm-hmm. it as much online as you want, of course, but I'm talking specifically about these people who are maybe having an energy draining effect on your life. Just keep mm-hmm. a lid on it. Absolutely. You don't owe anybody anything. Um, yeah. And that that's actually a great point that you make that uh, you can keep it to yourself or you can choose, like I said, with your energy, you're choosing who you give it to. Um, hopefully you're spending a lot of it on yourself, but yeah. um, everybody doesn't need to know every detail, right? If you've got an aunt that is critical of, let's say, bodybuilding women because they look bulky and they look muscly, you don't need to tell that aunt that you're bodybuilding. Like, it's really none of her business. And, yeah. you know, if she comes to make a uh, comment about your body not being measuring up for whatever reason then you've got a different conversation to have but you don't need to put yourself out there if there are people that make you feel bad exactly and if she does pass comments and it ends up with a disagreement and that means that you are not going to get the cookies that she normally bakes for you you can bake your own cookies dudes amen your own cookies this is the takeaway from this episode we can bake our own cookies you are a grown-ass human being. You can bake your own damn cookies. <laughs> Actually, while we're on this point as well, me and Obar had a very nice chat last week. And we, we kind yeah, of, I just we, listened to it. Oh, great. What did you think? It was great. Yeah, we basically laughed from start to finish, mm-hmm. similar to what good. we're doing here now. And you know the part where we did the myth-busting, uh, fitness and nutrition myth-busting um, questions. So... I actually wanted to talk to you about the specific myth-busting elements that I didn't discuss with Obar because he's a bloke and I'm a bloke. What are your thoughts on all of the women who say to you all of the time that I can't lift weights because it'll make me bulky? Well, I mean, we, we've all heard the um, analogies, right? Like saying, well, I don't want to turn into a NASCAR driver, so I can't drive. That's crazy, right? I mean, I think what a lot of people don't realize is how much work it actually takes to have one of those ripped muscular bodies. Um, You know, it's not going to the gym for an hour, four days a week, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah, it it takes a a whole different level of work to achieve that. And to be perfectly honest, for women um, to achieve that really bulky look you need you probably need to supplement with growth hormone yeah. testosterone etc because our bodies just don't produce the testosterone required to build those huge muscles so what are we saying to women then who are listening who are, are absolutely dead set in that mindset if they actually lift you know a five pound dumbbell up they'll look like arnold schwarzenegger overnight what are we saying well I think you're doing a real disservice to yourself by not um strength training to get strong just for getting strong purposes. Um, I'm writing a book right now. And one of the stories that I'm telling in my book (laughs) is um, maybe five years ago, okay, my husband has younger sisters and he's fairly demanding of them in a brotherly way. You know, if they're around when something needs to be moved, he's telling them to move it. And when we were first together, he would be, come help me move this pool table and do this and and I was like but I'm female and I don't have muscles and I got I got really stressed out about it especially moving the pool table because it's one piece of slate um so I knew if I dropped it we were fucked right yeah yeah (laughs) um so I cried I cried because I couldn't lift it it hurt it was too heavy and I was so frustrated from being so weak um so I made the choice that it's time to get strong and now I can lift furniture without my husband in the room. Um, and he comments all the time, like, yes, the body composition stuff is nice. It's mm. it's nice to fit into a different size, yada, yada. But the real benefit for strength training for me is actually being strong and being able to take care of myself. Right. I, I just love that point that you just made. And also what I noticed was you stopped saying the words weightlifting and immediately replace them with what it is strength training so i am also blue in the face telling my female friends my fiance you know people who say these things i don't want to get too bulky i don't want to get bulky it's this bullshit thing that has been ingrained into their psyche like um what's the other one oh i just want to tone up i don't want to lose weight i don't need to lose weight i just want to tone up 
And I can imagine if Obar's listening to this, which he will be, he'll be rolling his eyes and saying, dude, you are losing weight and building muscle. That's what toning up is. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how there's a disconnect between like what strength training does and what toning actually is, right? Like you look at those toned bodies, you see um, muscle definition, low body fat, yeah. you know, that's what is appealing, but I don't, I don't want to weight lift. I, I, I don't want to be bulky. Well, you're not going to be bulky. That's how you tone. Yeah. And you're also not going to be spending eight hours a day in the gym. Like, and most exactly. of those ladies are pro you know, at builders. least four, at least four to six hours they're spending, yeah. you know, the, the Dana, Lynn Bailey's of the world's Nicole Wilkins, those people work out like it's their job because it is. Yeah. So what are we get? what's the takeaway for the women who are ingrained in that lifestyle or in that thought process of, um, not wanting to be bulky? You Give won't it a try. Be. <laughs> you, no, you won't be right. Like what's the harm in trying? Give it a month, two months, see how you feel um, progressing through a strength training program. If it turns out after two months you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, well, then I will eat my words. Yeah, and I'll actually pay you to train me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what's your secret? I'll be insanely jealous. I'll run your Facebook page for you. I'll, <laughs> I'll pay for all the protein that you need, and I will basically be your slave full time. Yeah. But I, th yeah. I think the most important takeaway is that don't think weightlifting, think strength training. Because from my perspective, I have never been stronger. And I know I've said this consistently since I've been weightlifting for three years, but that makes sense because I have been getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. There is mm -hmm. nothing that I feel that I am unable to do now. Mm -hmm. Isn't that a powerful feeling? Mentally and physically. Mm -hmm. you know? Because it comes, the mental strength comes with deciding that you want to get better at a skill and working towards it. And that's what strength training is, is a skill. Right. It's actually a number of skills that you need to, to work on. But yeah, but they're, like it's so empowering to make the choice to do something and actually do it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that with the strength training that I've been doing, it has had such an unbelievable impact on my life, as I just mentioned. But it's like... I'm really trying to shift my mind still away from the aesthetics of it mm -hmm. to being content. And as Aaron Brown would say, you know, as is being happy as is with the body that I have. So I'm still in that transitional phase. But mm -hmm. as you said um, in your blog recently, it's, it's important to me to be a relevant and interesting writer, but in order to do that, I sometimes need to recharge with other people's words and ideas. So what I'm saying to you now is by having this conversation with you, by having all of the conversations that I've had in on the wellness podcast and through my page, you know, I'm recharging with other people's words and ideas that I just love. Absolutely. I love that sentence that you wrote. Oh, thank you. Not you actually have been reading my blog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's not something I just say before no, we come no, on air. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true, you know, and like I said, that blog post was inspired by a conversation that I had with Aaron because yeah. um, we both have quite quiet times and then quite loud times. And for me, when I'm loud, I'm creating, I'm posting everywhere, you know, I'm showing all my pictures, but there are times when I just get quieter. And she yeah. said, look, I noticed that you're quiet. So like, how about you start talking about why you're doing that? Um, oh, were you thinking that being quiet in that way was a negative thing? Um, well, it's hard when you're a internet personality type, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You and, and Stephen, we're talking about Facebook and, and how much it's changed and how much harder it is to get reach and yeah. and uh, engage with your audience. I found that taking a break from Facebook does not bode well for your numbers, right? I need to no. post there every single day in order for Facebook to still think that I'm relevant to the people who follow my page. So um, it is a negative for that portion of my business yeah. but that said I of course I'm a human being of course I'm going to have times where I just need to be my own person without um being on the show yeah how are your legs standing up for so long you doing okay I stand up this is my desk that you're on right now I stand up and do my work all day long I love that mm -hmm. yeah somebody spoke to me about that recently and I was kind of blown away because we're just so Another thing that we're so ingrained in is sitting at a desk. Mm -hmm. So you, st yeah, you I stand have at your desk all the time. 
Well, I have a sit-down desk, but I very rarely use it. I think the last time I was sitting at it was the last time we did a podcast three months ago. Um, because I've actually got a couple of reasons. Number one, um, I like to move around when I'm using my brain, and I find that that standing and writing is the best. Number two, I've got small kids that um, crawl all over me if I'm sitting down anywhere yeah. in the house, like they are on top of me. So in order to, uh, and uh, you can see this is my kitchen behind me. So yeah. I stand here, do my work, and I'm able to make snacks and get drinks and, and yeah. do my thing. So it's helpful. Yeah, and have you noticed health benefits from the transition? Uh, I've been doing it for a few years, so oh, okay. I can actually, uh, the last office job I had, I had a stand-up desk as well that I could move up and down, and it definitely makes a difference per, for productivity. I'm not really sure about like health benefits um, versus just moving your body more. Well, I think like standing is definitely healthier than, mm -hmm. than sitting as much as I do. I would sit for half the day at my desk in the office, so... You know, I'm I'm already my mind's running overtime. Figured out how I've got to shift my computer up to a level where I can stand because um, I love the idea of that. I want to try that out for my wellness. Yeah, try it. I will, and I will report back to you. Excellent. So, also in that blog, um, Amber, you spoke about well, you spoke about our previous podcast. So, thank you for giving us a shout out on that. And we spoke about both of our mental health management and you gave three tips of well you told people the three things that help you keep your head above water but mm -hmm. what we didn't speak about a lot the last time which i loved in your blog from i think it was june 16 no june 10 was that you have started to choose presence as often as possible mm -hmm. could you expand on that a little bit for the listeners well um it's tricky to do this online coaching slash businessing um, because people are in different time zones all of the time. Um, so I can literally get comments and messages and questions um, any time of the day. So in order to uh, combat that, I need to actually unplug and, and uh, be present for my family. You know, it's uh, changed a lot in the last three years. Everybody's certainly a lot more used to um, the fact that I'm probably going to be sitting on my computer while we watch TV at 1030 at night. Yeah. Uh, it's no longer a bone of contention. Um, people expect me to, you know, bring out my phone when I see a nice meal or whatever. Yeah. But um, it, it's tricky to balance it, to be honest. It, yeah. It's still something that I'm working on. Yeah. Because I... My kids are only going to be little for so much longer, right? My daughter's yeah. going into um, kindergarten this year. Um, I, I'm going to keep my son home with me definitely this year, maybe for his first preschool year. We haven't had any time alone together um, without my daughter, so I'm really looking forward to having that time with my little man. But um, when they're home, like when they get into school full time, I want to not be working at nighttime so yeah. that I can parent and your, ki your kids are so cute thank you <laughs> oh my goodness um i'm friends with amber on facebook and uh when she shares her memories i'm all like love 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 like the cutest babies turned into the I, cutest children what's going on with you and robin them. what's going on with you guys how have you made such cute babies well i don't want to brag but my husband's pretty attractive so <laughs> yeah well it wasn't it wasn't for me to say you know yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. We just like they got lucky, I guess. Yeah. So, you know? so and, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like you don't. It's a, a luck of the draw kind of thing with kids, and I would probably think that they're gorgeous no matter what they look like. But yeah. it seems to be a consensus that they're pretty cute. They are actually. That's funny. I, I I listen to Tony Robbins quite a lot, you know, and he's kind of my my idol. And Tony, if you're listening to this episode of the Dankel Wellness Project podcast, I do have an opening towards the end of August. If uh, you can spare 45 minutes of your time, I would love to have Perfect. you on. Answer your emails, God damn it. <laughs> he's probably got one or two emails in his box every day eh? <laughs> yeah. I say he has about 300 people answering emails yeah for him yeah yeah but, I'm sure he doesn't uh, manage his inbox no no but what I was gonna say was he speaks on one of his early kind of you know the audiobooks that he released the I think it was Awaken the Giant Within and he talks about the impact of oxytocin on how mothers 
view their children. And mm-hmm. the one, the, the, what, what you said just there really reminded me of it because, like, this kid who looks like a lizard <laughs> is the most beautiful thing to this woman. And then he goes off, but then he goes out to say, but then there's a time. And this is exactly how he says like this. But then there's a time <laughs> when the oxytocin wears off. You know, and he goes on to talk about the difficulty of parenting after that wears off. But for you, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. See, it seems like you're chock full of oxytocin still. I, I, I'm pretty blissed out. I've got a great life. I love my kids. That's you know, great. it took me forever to meet my husband, yeah. the one that I wanted to have kids with. So, yeah. so you're making the most of it. Absolutely. So when you say you're choosing presence as often as possible, then you're talking about being present with your family. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, the, but what, not just my family. Like what, with everything that I do. Yeah, you know, that's what I, I was. I don't want to do. I don't want to do anything half-assed. You know, you got to put your full ass into everything. Um, so like yeah. that's with my work. That's um, I'm getting better at scheduling time and taking blocks of time out. My workouts are still kind of um, tough as far as focus goes because my kids are in the room with me while I exercise most yeah. of the time. Um, so, you know, if I'm getting through a set and one of them is screaming, it's not quite as present as it would yeah. be if I, if I was just listening to Linkin Park screaming. Yeah. But uh, you work through it. Yeah, you do. And I think that's well, certainly something that I am challenged with and a lot of friends and co-workers are challenged with is time management. And that was something I did want to discuss with you today in terms of because I, I truly believe that if we have like I have gone through periods of time when I've been really locked down, locked in with my time management and I know what's coming up. I know what has been completed. I know what needs to be done. I've scheduled in, you know, personal time, free time you know time with my loved ones all that kind of stuff but I've also more than more often than not been through times where it's been all over the place Mm -hmm. so I know that when I was in the former where I was organized I felt such a sense of peace you know Mm -hmm. I felt so well I felt like I had all the time in the world it's like the world goes in slow motion and you're nearly paranoid like there has to be something going wrong Mm-hmm. So what would you advise people in terms of, you know, with hectic lives, in terms of time management? Do you have any tips or tools that you use that they could, you know, take away from today? Um, well, one thing that I do find is really helpful to focus my days is to do a daily plan. Yeah. Um, that's why I started including uh, a tracking journal or a daily journal with my programs mm. because I find that sitting down, taking a minute or two in the morning and deciding what my three priorities for the day are yeah. that makes all the difference, right? Yeah. But a lot of my time is still reactive. You know, it's like I said, I'm a mom to small kids and yeah. they don't care what my schedule says I'm supposed to be doing. They need attention now. So. Yeah. It's a work in progress. Yeah, it is for me too. I would advise people to use Outlook uh, calendar or something similar like that. Or if you mm-hmm. have an iPhone or an Android phone, whatever, use the calendar on your phone, set your alerts. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I fall down on is I would set an alert and then just close it as soon as it comes up. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. Bye. Nope. You got to set like a snooze on that if you can't do right. it right away. Right. right. But also, it's, schedule but, it. but that's a scheduling issue that I have then. You know, if, I, mm-hmm. if I'm unable to do it at that time, then the problem is that I made it it's too. It's a faulty schedule. Yeah, I made it too busy, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it's a work in progress as well. I mean, it's the same as keeping my home clean, you know, keeping my car clean, keeping my office desk clean. When I have all of those things neat and tidy, I feel so much better. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about when you first started this question. It's like how much different everything is when my house is orderly versus when it's absolutely chaos. Yeah. Um, it generally reflects how my brain is working. Right? Yeah. Like if I'm, I'm struggling to manage my time, you can definitely tell by looking at yeah. my house. Yeah, so if, if somebody doesn't have the balls to straight up ask you how you're doing, they just need to look at your pantry. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they just need to walk in the front door. They like, not good, not good. <laughs> They'll get all they need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's brilliant. And I think that, you know, you mentioned the journaling um, is part of your current 14-day program mm-hmm. that you're doing with your clients. Are you talking about journaling, like you just said there, in, as in setting out your tasks for that day? Or would yeah. you be talking more about 
you know, emotional journaling, that type of thing? Well, yeah, like the, the document that I've provided um, has a place to reflect on how you're doing in the morning, how you're feeling when you wake up, what your energy levels are like, what the plan is for the day, and then another place to come back and uh, reflect on how your plan went, how yeah. your mood was most of the day, you know, how your workout went, how you felt about it, how much you walked. Yeah. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And I know exactly what people are saying who don't journal, who are listening to this. They're going, oh, my God, that's so much work. Oh, really? It's just not, though. It's a minute at the beginning of the day and five minutes at the end of the day. And you deserve that time. Right. I mean, if it's going to make all the difference to how you feel about how your day went, take the six minutes. It's not going to kill you. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, as you know, I have just completed my first year of training in counseling and psychotherapy. With mm -hmm. which uh, I had exams that I passed with flying colours, but the most impactful module that I had throughout the year, and I haven't really spoken about it too much on the podcast, but it was called Stress Response. Okay, Now, we had it every second Saturday, and it was for four hours, and what the lecturer, BernaBrennan.com, if you're interested in checking her out, she taught us many skills to manage your stress, but not but the crucial part wasn't actually the management part. The crucial part was the awareness mm -hmm. of what our triggers for stress were. Now, how do we find out what our triggers are? Obviously, we have to journal. Mm -hmm. So we were, we were required to keep a stress diary between last September and around March time. And you wouldn't believe how quickly I got to learn what my triggers for stress were. Mm -hmm. And the skills that I learned were like, you know, deep breathing, self-hypnosis, you know, um, journaling mm -hmm. separate to the stress diary journaling and becoming more and more aware of what it is that either triggers my stress triggers my sadness also stuff that triggers your positive emotions as well which is mm -hmm. kind of because you can go after that then you know? absolutely and and you wouldn't know if you didn't have it in front of you right, right. Um, i don't think a lot of people take the time for that self-awareness piece yeah. but it is so key especially yeah. to a wellness journey to yeah. see um where you're at. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, obviously, I'm speaking from personal experience, but I do know from the colleagues and my peers in my class, it also had a similar effect on them. If any of you guys are listening, by the way, from my college course, hey guys, can't wait to see you back in September. Looking forward to year two. But yes, that that was so impactful to me, um, because you know I walked into that course saying, ah, oh, I'm working in social care for the last eight years. Self-care is a big part of the requirements of my job because we can't take all of the emotional traumas that we, you know, hear about home with us. Otherwise, mm -hmm. we would burn out quick smart. Absolutely. So I was kind of walking in last September thinking... I okay, got this. Well, not really that... I wasn't that far into it, but I was certainly thinking, okay, I've definitely got a, a head start on things. Mm -hmm. But I didn't at all. Mm -hmm. I did not at all. I didn't know what my triggers were. And with that course, I have to do um, weekly therapy as well throughout the college year. So that stress response module combined with the weekly therapy, oh man, unbelievable impact. That's awesome. Yeah. And how long did it take you? It took you three months of doing that before you started your year-long 365 journey, right. right? Like three months yeah. of reflection and working exactly. through that kind of stuff and awareness. And you decide, okay, well, this is what makes me feel good. This is, you know, how I can be well. So yeah. this is what I need to do. Right. And that's, I love that point. Like, I hadn't even thought of it in those terms, actually, up until you said it. So, yes, you're exactly right. So from September to December, it was a kind of a crash course in myself. Mm -hmm. And then obviously, as you know, I went away with my beautiful lady and we got engaged got on engaged. The, December 30th. Um, and it was the day after that. Yes. Yeah, so it was all the awareness. It was the day after that that I sat down and said, OK, this is what I need to do. And I've committed to it. And hey, today was day 211. Amazing. What? Amazing. <laughs> so I good. Believe it. I still feel really fat. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying to you. It's not just about, you know. Like, obviously, I'd love to have lost more fat, but I just, I feel stronger than ever. And mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here on the 12th episode of something that I wanted to do for eons, you know? Ions? Yeah. Eons, man. Oh, eons. Sorry. I just, uh, yeah, the next thing on my list is... I was like, is that an 
Irish singer. <laughs> no, the next thing on my list is to learn English proper. Nice. <laughs> oh, that's amazing, Dan. You're an inspiration yeah. to lots of us. But what I want, pe thank you so much. And what I want people to take away from this conversation that I'm having with you is something that you spoke about in your blog, which is building your awareness. Mm -hmm. You can only build your awareness through being present, through actually analyzing in this very moment, you guys, what it is you're feeling. Now, I want you, if you're going to take this advice on and do the couple of minutes in the morning and do the five minutes in the evening, set out your day, analyze it at the end of the day and decide what you're going to do different tomorrow. I want you to just stop thinking about the why. Don't think about the why. You know what I'm saying, Amber? I absolutely know what you're saying. Because you, you know, become so preoccupied with the why. With the destination that right. you don't enjoy any of the journey. And really, life is about the journey. Like you and Stephen were talking about goals and how you don't have like one goal that you're going to meet and then you've met all your goals and yeah. you know you can die now or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know That's not a great... A uh, great strategy. You, you no. need to fall in love with the process and what it what it takes to get there. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, I know you're listening, and it's it, it took me so long to get this. So I understand if it kind of doesn't make sense at the moment. But to a lot of people who have followed our pages for years, they will get it. You know, it has mm -hmm. to be a journey, not a destination. I know that's so cliched. It is, but cliches are annoying because they're true. And that's why they're cliches. That's right. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, I'm going to start learning English properly tomorrow. So we'll get on. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, guys, build your awareness. Journaling has been hugely impactful for me. Amber is preaching it for her clients at the moment from the rooftops. If you don't have any awareness, you will make some progress, but you're probably going to go back to where you were at the beginning yeah of it's not sustainable no. no so other than journaling can you, do you have any other ideas on how people can build their awareness uh well you know walking i know i talked quite yeah. a bit about this last time but um there's something to be said for removing yourself from uh, a home or an office situation work whatever situation you're in and getting some clarity by being in nature or at least in the fresh air right getting yeah. some sunshine i find that i do the best thinking uh, when i'm walking or if i'm paddling my kayak paddling that's, that's your kayak my, yeah that's a new thing um, we're on a lake, so we have um, a speedboat, but this year I finally got a paddleboat. I was looking at stand-up paddleboards. Oh, yeah. um, I love them. They're fun, but they're very expensive. It's yeah, and you do it. You do enough. Yeah, but you do enough standing up at your desk. Right. So you gotta. You, uh, if you're ever gonna get to sit down, it's gotta be in a fucking paddleboat. Come on. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm actually gonna go for a kayak right after we talk today because today's my fun cardio day. I'm really jealous. Mm -hmm. I've That's actually, awesome. I've actually just restarted playing golf. Nice. And I haven't played for 10 years, and I went out last Sunday, and I didn't hit one ball off the tee. I played a full 18 holes. I was an embarrassment to myself, my family, and my ancestors. I doubt that. But, oh, in golfing terms, I was. Humor-wise, I've cracked a few good ones. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> but uh, I did, you know, I, I stuck to my strengths, but my strength was not hitting the ball with the club. But similar to what you're saying about it, paddling being a new thing, and I love the way you have a fun cardio aspect of your, your training regime. This mm -hmm. is my new fun cardio thing. Yeah. So my whole, left, my whole left arm and my left leg at the moment are in a lot of pain because I've spent the last two days trying to make up for my shyness on the golf course last Sunday by being on the driving range with a massive driver in my hand trying nice. try to figure out why the ball keeps going in a loop-to-loop. -loop. Wherever it wants to go. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. But I've been hitting it, which is progress. Yeah. And I, I stayed aware that hitting the ball was progress. Do you, get mm -hmm. me? Do you get what I'm saying? Similar to mm -hmm. what we were just talking about. I, I'm, in terms of learning new skills or being on a wellness journey, you have to mark the tiniest little things every day. Absolutely. The wins. That's another important conversation that I often have with clients or with every client is what are your goals? And inevitably, when it's a, a new client, I, well, I need to lose 20 pounds. For some reason, all women think they need to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Um, all, all women, <laughs> at least 20 pounds or more. And like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. 
but we work through that. But so what um, what is what is your general response to that initial uh, statement from your clients? Uh, look, you know, having aesthetic goals is a great thing, but what we need to think about are little wins that we can have while we're getting to that 20 pounds, right? right. You need to set tiny goals for yourself, and this week it should be just walking every day or whatever the case is, getting all three of your workouts or getting protein in at every meal. You know, it can be anything, but you need to have these little tiny benchmarks because yeah. as you gain experience and as you get better at uh, little tiny things before you know it, it's big things, right? Yeah. I mean, I would argue the point that get rid of the 20 pound goal altogether. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's when, when I started, <laughs> it is shite. <laughs> But when I started back in Project 366 on the 1st of January, and it's now the 27th of July, mm-hmm. you, as you can see, if you are interested in the journey and you haven't seen my Facebook, it's Dan Kill Wellness Project. Um, if you look at the profile picture, it is me in a jersey that I got from my beautiful lady last this time last year, actually. And I tried it on in December, and I was not pleased. <laughs> so my over, one of my goals at the beginning was, okay, I want to look good in this. Uh, I want, I just wanted to look like it fits, basically. Right. I wasn't talking in numbers of pounds, and I wanted to get stronger. So they were my two mm-hmm. overriding goals. And do something every day. Do something active every day for 2016, and just see where it takes me. Mm-hmm. So I think where I went wrong previously was I did have the number of pounds in my goals. I did have the uh, Cabana Boy six-pack, um, you know, goal <laughs> in my mind that every day that I wasn't getting there quicker made me more and more demotivated. Mm-hmm. And for this week, I just wanted to get more protein uh, in my diet earlier in the day so that I was managing to hit my goals right. so little things like that like you said little wins little victories are just so important mm-hmm. well, they keep you uh, feeling positive about what you're doing right I wrote a post today on my Facebook page about um, you know how a lot of people say well just taking that first step is the hard part and that's not the hard part deciding you want to change is not the hardest part I mean it is hard but actually changing is the hard part actually waiting for your body to catch up with where your mind has decided you want to be and putting the work in between A and B that's the hard part so if you can set up your wins to be the hard part to get to that workout every day to get that protein every day um setting yourself up for success actually that first step is the hard part is a cliche that's not true ironically yeah Yeah. so (laughs) i don't know where i stand with all of that cliches are cliches because they're true it's it's i'm just very confused cliches are annoying because they're true yeah and then i said yeah okay okay let's just let's just leave it i'm just contradicting myself all over the place sorry about that listeners yeah it's all good (laughs) yeah so we're telling people that they need to do what we are constantly, by the way, we're not preaching to people from a place where we uh, we have reached our, jet- our you know, ideal place. Both myself and Amber acknowledge all of the time that we are works in progress and will be until the day we leave this mortal coil. But what we can do is talk to you about the experiences that we've had, both helping people and both on our own personal journeys. And for me, and I think Amber will agree with me on this one, it's being aware of what you need, setting small goals, doing something small every single day, and not just doing it, championing it. Yeah, being proud of it. Yeah. Clapping your hands for your own damn self. Yeah, like, a, like a baby seal. Arr, arr, arr. <laughs> yeah, my coach Jill Coleman says something that physical change without a mental change leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah. I've seen that play out in my own life. I did the work. I lost the weight. I had the skinny body, um, but I still hadn't done the mental stuff to actually love myself or the process. And I gained most of the weight back. You know, yeah. I took the time since then that I needed to work on the mental shit that I still had to work through. And that involved going to therapy. It involved a lot of um, journaling and, and a lot of thinking and, and contemplating, etc. I finally feel like I'm at a place where I love my body exactly as it is today, and that's why I'm going to be successful with this this go round and keep it off. Of course you will. 
And, mm-hmm. I, and in full disclosure for yourself and with all my listeners, I'm also in a similar. I'm in a similar place to where you were. Now, I haven't gained all my way back by any stretch of the imagination. I'm still keeping quite a lot of it off, but I haven't got to that point yet where I'm loving myself as is. Have you read the book yet? Yeah. 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 I mean, I've, of course, because I work on the online training with her or the online uh, coaching, I've worked through as is yeah. probably six or seven times at this point. Yeah. Um, and it, it's working, you know, but it Good. takes work to do it. Like we said earlier, the hardest part is not deciding to do it. The hardest part is following through and, mm-hmm. you know, committing to yourself. Forget about everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hard for people, especially, you know, um, your case, you've got a new fiance, you're planning your life together, you've got new family members, I've got kids, and it's hard to put yourself forward, but yeah. um, everybody else benefits when you feel good. Yeah, and the balance is there to be had, mm-hmm. you know, that's, I think that's the ultimate goal for me, certainly, is to have that, no, I don't, I hate saying the word perfect, but the, uh, the a more ideal balance between everything. Mm-hmm. where you don't feel like you've been pulled from pillar to post you know I think that's a great way to do it and, and you know as you said in your blog you know being able to be inspired by other people's words and have yourself be reset by other people's ideas I just love that idea you know mm-hmm. and that's why I'm going to be keep doing this podcast every week um, and I just love the fact that you came back on again today and, well I appreciate you having me oh will you stop it's fun. Yeah, I'm, blu- I'm blushing. <laughs> it's, it's great. You so, know. What are, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, it. As you know, Miss Erin Brown is coming on next Tuesday. I'm That's very excited. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk to her. She's one of very inspiring people that I've ever seen and read about and through talking to you about her you know it's just been brilliant and i'm so pleased that she uh, put a bit of time aside for this podcast so if anybody who's listening who i'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast will be interested in listening into erin's podcast that'll be available on friday week. so she's probably gonna kick me out of front first place hey <laughs> oh well i don't know i mean you know who's who's counting <laughs> not me yeah. except when i am <laughs> <laughs> So what are your top tips for me? What should I ask Erin next week? Oh, wow. Well, she's got a lot going on right now. I mean, she's... Um, I know. I'm trying to whittle down the subjects to talk to her about. You know, I think her um, work with young girls and young women um, is is key to, to her doing what she needs to do in the world. But... Um, definitely ask her about the retreat that she's throwing in October. I'm planning to be there. Um, and we're going to learn some self-defense, which I think is oh, really exciting. Cool. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to learn how to fight back. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I, she's she's really easy to talk to, so just be yourself. And I'm sure you guys will get along famously. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. I absolutely mm-hmm. can't wait. So, you guys, if you do have any questions for Aaron Brown, um, stick them in the comments underneath this post. Yes. Um, and I am just so excited. Also, coming up on the podcast, we have Dave Moore, who's Today FM DJ in Ireland with the Dermot and Dave show, one of the funniest guys I know. Um, Steve Garrigan, the lead singer of Codaline, is going to be coming on in a couple of months when they get back from their world tour. So, I'm super excited to talk to him. No big deal. No big deal. I'm super excited to talk to him about his approach to wellness in relation to the musical journey that he has been on with his friends over Mm -hmm. the past 10 years now. It's been um, so super excited about that. And I've got so many people lined up that I can't even, you know, name check them all now, but I will be announcing them due course. So, Amber, thank you so much for coming on this week. You're welcome. I love talking to you. I think I yeah, said that. The, I think I said that at the end of the last one as well. Yeah, yeah. This is a good way for us to reconnect. I really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And if people yeah. do have any questions for myself or Amber, you can get me on Instagram and Facebook at the Dankyo Wellness Project. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get me at Dankyo Wellness Project at gmail dot com. And the Dankyo Wellness Project dot com is coming soon. Woo! Yeah, Very I heard exciting. that. That's exciting. Very excited about that. So keep your eyes and ears open for that one and if people want to contact you amber what's the best way they can get in touch uh you can find me at facebook.com slash rural rebel mama you can also find me at rural rebel mama at twitter instagram 
Pinterest, you know, you name it, I'm on there. Pinterest. Oh, uh, Snapchat. That's a really fun one that I've been enjoying. Yeah, Real Rebel Mama, Snapchat. That's that's fun because a lot of the stuff that I do uh, is edited. And okay. the uh, that's actually why I enjoy doing this podcast so much because yeah. it's live. So it, yeah. it's a you know a different experience to not be able to craft my words the way that I want them to like writing is yeah. um, Snapchat I just show like while I'm working out you get to see sweaty selfies you get to see my kids running around like crazy people you know and all the fun stuff that we do you know that we get up to on a daily basis that you don't see yeah on my page. I, I found a guy recently called Gary Vaynerchuk I don't know if you've heard of him I love Gary V Okay, so Gary V is probably I'm probably preaching to the converted here, and he has just been blowing my face off recently. Yeah, he's incredible. Also, Gary, if you are listening, check your emails because I have a space open at the end of uh, September for <laughs> your starring role in your own podcast, and you can have two podcasts like Amber has had, which would be amazing. So you know what he says yes to a lot of things. So. <coughs> I know, but it's just it's, getting in touch with him. That's the issue, mm-hmm. you know. Him, mm-hmm. him, and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's impossible to get in touch with. Well, shoot. Yeah, get him on, too. Um, Gary V's got a book called Jab, 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 Hook that is all about how to be successful in social media. And it's one of the ones that I read three years ago that kind of shaped how I do my business now. So if you haven't read it, check it out. Jab, 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 Hook. Mm-hmm. You know, the reason I brought him up actually is because he champions Snapchat so much. Mm-hmm. Um, you had just been talking about Snapchat and I put up a post on Facebook, I think about two months ago, saying, what's a Snapchat? And yeah. I got absolutely slated by everybody. Yeah. I set it up, I downloaded it onto my phone. I know, I added you as a friend oh, for did you? Okay. 12 hours that no, you were on. It was, like, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely an hour and a half. Yeah. I, I, got, uh, I got about 112 snaps from uh, Storm Swinford. Oh yeah, and then I didn't know how to reply, so I just deleted it. Yeah. But if you're listening, Storm, congratulations on your new arrival, Athena. Um, mm-hmm. Storm and Jeffrey are doing a great, great job with her. Um, we love you loads. And yeah. yeah, so thanks for coming on. Hey, you're welcome. I, know I, ju- you I just to get rid of me five minutes ago. Yeah, I just don't want this podcast to end. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's been great chatting. We'll have to talk again soon. You too, dude. All the best. Take care. Bye.